0: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with
1: Lonsdale MTK Global sponsored by William Hill. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association for MTK Global. We're in Stevenage, final press conference out of Saturday night. Now, when I did that face off with Tom Little, I saw you say to him, stick a nut on him. Can you confess to that? I oh, will admit to that.
0: I did do it. It was uh, But you know, listen, I was just trying to uh, promote the fight.
1: Fighting? <laughs> Fighting Tom Little? Um that. Yeah, no, I didn't hear it at the time, but once watching it back on the video, I could hear your little voice. going, am oh, sticking a nut on him, Tom. <laughs> anyway, career, um, two days away. Billy Joe Saunders has a chance of great history. Um, two weight world champion. Yeah, tell me about his Sufi, though. We don't really know much about him. British public Uh, a bit of an unknown quantity what have you seen in him uh while studying in camp
0: well look he's he's coming down from cruiserweight billy joe's coming up from middleweight that's a big difference there um and you know at the end of the day um people may not know him but he can put his shots together he's got very good variety and he's actually got fast hands um i'm sure he'll be able to punch um looks like he can punch um, but, you know, I see some weaknesses um, that we will be looking to exploit for sure. Obviously, I'm not going to go into them exactly,
1: but they are there. We saw that picture today that Frank Warren put up of uh, Billy last year and uh, now that, what sort of the shape you've got him into now. That was in March. It's in, March. Was only in March. So you've done a tremendous job so far in terms of shape, but we're going to see Saturday night what actually happens in a ring. Um, what do you think is going to be different for Billy uh, this Saturday night?
0: Um, well, look, you've seen a lot of different versions of Billy Joe before, anyway, and um, you'll have to you'll have to tune in on Saturday to, to see. But I'm expecting a very, very good performance, um, and everything's been going well. But listen, it's uh, it's one step at a time. Like you say, Billy Joe can become two-time, two-weight world champion, but there's somebody else in the ring with him first, and uh, you got to respect that. He's a professional boxer who's got himself to the number one in the WBO and that deserves respect and demands
1: respect. Be the first travelling man to do so as well?
0: Yep, 100%. I'm sure Billy Joe will be proud of that. I'm sure his family will be proud of that. And I'm sure the fellow
1: mobile community
0: (laughs) will be proud of that.
1: When are you getting your license for the mobile community?
0: Um, it is undergoing. It is undergoing. Um, there was some some difficulties with me going over to um, to America. I wasn't sure if it was a um, a full gypsy license, but uh, it's underway. I've left it in the hands of, of Tyson and Billy Joe. So hopefully, within by the time I'm back from Vegas, it should all be sorted out.
1: I guess you're flying to Vegas a day after the fight.
0: Uh, flying to New York for a day's worth of media, then from New York to, to Vegas. Yeah. Do we know who Isaac Lowes boxing? It's underway at the minute. Um, I'm not going to say who at the minute, but there is a couple of options. But there is somebody that I would, I would, I would. Uh, there is a preference, should I say? Um, but it will be for Isaac Lowes WBC International Featherweight title as well.
1: Let's go back to Billy Joe quickly. Um, listen, we're going to be talking about what the future holds for Billy. So, assuming he gets past Saturday night, um, are you happy for him to go down to middleweight straight away, or do you want him to stay at super middle?
0: Uh, my personal belief is that Billy Joe is a middleweight. Um, but he's look, he's looked, you know, I'm not going to lie, he's looked very, very good um, through training camp. But there's one thing doing that and one thing doing it on, on the night. So fingers crossed that uh, there should be a top performance on Saturday. But then we have to look, look, the only reason Billy Joe's gone up to super middleweight is to open up options and we see what options do open up. And, um, you know, it's, it's just about the right fights at the right time and for Billy Joe to get those big fights, he's going to have to force those big fights, especially at middleweight.
1: Let's talk 168, though. Uh, Frank mentioned two names up there in Callum Smith and Eubank Jr. What are your thoughts on them two fighters? Callum Smith's very, very big at a weight,
0: but I think stylistically for the pair of them, I think it's a tough fight for both of them. Um, obviously, Callum's massive, and Billy Joe's a very, very slick boxer with fantastic distance, timing, and he's a bigger puncher than what people think, as we saw when he boxed Andy Lee and many others. Um, so, it's an interesting one Eubank Jr, uh, I think he's improved, I do think he's improved I'll, I'll, I'll give him that, but he just stylistically he'll never, and this isn't a criticism to him, but stylistically he'll never be able to beat Billy Joe Saunders um, and you know, but he has improved I think. I don't think he'd want to take that fight, if he's sensible um, but like I say, if options open up and he's willing to take it, I'm sure Billy Joe will be willing to take it, but not underestimating a Sufi for
1: Saturday. What do you think is more realistic, though, in terms of the opportunities? Your likes of Canelo and Golovkin at 160, or your Eubanks and Callum Smith at 168? Look, that's that's Billy Joe's division
0: middleweight, you know. That's where he, he had his success. He's not moved up to middleweight cause he can't, super middleweight because he can't make middleweight. He's moved up because he can't get those fights. Uh, but... I think that if I was advising Canelo and, and Golovkin, I wouldn't be saying, ah, oh, let's box Billy Joe Saunders. So it's one of them, like I said, where they're going to have to force that, that situation. If they can do, Billy Joe would love those fights. Hopefully that, those, those options can open up. But it's step by step. Things can change very, very quickly in the boxing world, very quickly.
1: We know how talented Billy Joe is and we know actually how hard he trains during camp but it's always the period away from camp where sort of, he loses track. How have you sort of managed to keep him pinned down and focused away sort of, sort of, when he's done with training, when he goes home back to the hotel, etc?
0: People always say, how how's the trainer done it? How's this? How's that? But at the end of the day, he's a grown man. He'll make his own decisions. If I turn my back and he wants to eat something, he's going to eat something. So he wants to do it. He's in a position where he wants the big fights. He wants to. He wants to really push on in his career while he's in his peak years. And and you know, as long as you're enjoying it, he's he's going to want to keep doing that. So that's a big part of it, enjoying his training. obviously, you know, with the team we've got around us and the company in the in the gym um, and in the stable, is is helping him do that. Well, if it comes from
1: yourself, that's probably the best thing rather than someone telling you to do it.
0: Exactly. Look, At the end of the day, like I say, I can say this, but if I turn my back and I'm not there, he's, he's, gonna, he's got to make decisions for himself at the end of the day. Obviously, when he's in camp, he's got his nutritionist and, and, and other members of the team there to, to do things and, and look over him and it makes it a little bit easier. But when you're on your own, that's when it really matters and that's, that's when the decisions are made by yourself and everybody wants to win on the night. Everybody wants to win on the night, but it's not about who wants to win on the night, it's who wants to win through the training camp for 12 weeks before, 14 weeks before, for years throughout their whole career. Who wants to win more? Um, are you going to make the right decisions or the bad decisions? And that's, that's where the, the difference is, you know. And when fighters with the talent of Billy Joe Saunders and Tyson Fury are making the right decisions,
1: you're going to see something special. Let's move on to Tyson Fury. Um, I know Coogan spoke to you about the WBC ordering him and Dylan White, but then obviously we've recently seen a video from Tyson Fury himself saying he knocked Dylan White out in six rounds. Only if it's for the diamond belt, though. Is that a bit of tongue-in-cheek from Tyson, or is he being serious? Do you want the Dylan White fight? Tyson would be willing to take that. Obviously, Tyson's priority is the, is the, the big two. You know, People talk about the, the top
0: three, not the top four. So obviously, understandably, he wants... Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua. If those fights can't be made, I'm sure that fight can get made. But, you know, he's not going to box a, a final eliminator for somebody that, you know, 99% of the boxing world believe he already beat. So why should he do that? He's not going to do that. Um, but, you know, he's a grown man again. He's, he will speak for himself. And if, he, if if that's what he wants it to be for, he's saying he'll fight for the diamond belt. I don't see why uh, why he wouldn't. And if the WBC can, can do that, then... I'm sure something can be done.
1: I know you touched on mini- media manipulation with Coogan the other day as well. I think something that's not been touched upon really is, you know how everyone says you guys turned down the rematch with Wilder? Well, I guess because you didn't want to go back on a, sh- a Showtime card where there was a risk of you guys getting robbed again. Is that, is that the reason? Of course, and nobody nobody
0: nobody speaks of that. People, people you know, if you listen to the other side, they'll say... Tyson turned it down, this, that, and the other, but I don't actually say, actually, do you know what? That was a smart business decision to not go back on the same, on the same, uh, on the same, do do the same thing. Look, at the end of the day, if you ordered food from, from a takeaway, if you ordered a takeaway from a certain restaurant, and you got that food and you got food poisoning, but yet the next day you went and done it again and got food poisoning again, well, people say you're stupid. Do you know what I mean? It's your fault. So, you know, it's, it's, it's about being smart and you've got to make the right decisions. And like I said, things can change very quickly in, in, in the boxing world. And, you know, if you make the wrong move, especially the way the heavyweight division is at the minute, if you make a wrong decision business-wise, it, you can freeze yourself out, put
1: yourself in a very bad situation and leave gaps for everybody else to, to take over. So it's difficult. Exactly. It's, as you said, with a takeaway example, it's only your fault and Tyson's fault if you went back on showtime and the same thing happened again. That's the definition of stupid. Anyways, I want to talk about Wilder Brazil this weekend. Um, Separate from the fight, really, have you seen Wilder's recent comments? Again, he's come out and said that he wants a body on his record. He wants to kill Brazil because it'd be legal and he just wants to do it, basically. What do you sort of make of his comment?
0: Yeah, obviously, I keep a a keen eye and a close eye on the other other two heavyweights in the division and and anybody that's around that division and uh, potential opponents. Um, I do think that there's psychological damage there from from the Tyson fight. I think that even even Deontay's team are looking to... I can see they're trying to make a ton of changes to Deontay Wilder, but for me, the the, the, the thing is that Deontay Wilder was having a lot of success up until that Deontay, the Tyson Fury fight, okay? Things didn't need changing, unfortunately, and people think that, oh, you know, you, you, you're just saying that because you're Tyson's trainer, but what they need to realise is there's nobody that's going to keep up boxing-wise with Tyson. That would happen to anybody, anybody. Deontay Wilder was doing a good job in that fight. And if Deontay Wilder turns up, as he has done, for any other opponent for Brazil, I think it'll be a good night. Any top opponent, should I say, since he's been world champion. I think he'll have a successful night. But I can see that they're trying to make a lot of changes to him. Obviously, you want to make improvements. but also improvements need to be bit by bit you can't throw a thousand different new things at somebody because when there's already psychological damage which is just my opinion and then you're throwing that that can, that can have, an, have an impact on the fighter and I think that could be the case um, but I do still expect Deontay Wilder to have a successful night um, but it'll be interesting to see how the, the changes do affect Deontay Wilder
1: do you believe from that Tyson Fury fight, he's kind of lost it a bit and, he, and he's coming up with these comments? Because I've never really heard a fighter or a boxer say that they want to kill someone before. He made a couple of comments before, but, uh, you know, like I say, I think, I think
0: there's a lot of frustration there with Deontay Wilder, a lot of frustration. I think he expected, you know, to be able to blast through Tyson. People always underestimate Tyson and people, you know, underestimate Billy Joe and and then... You know, it's only when they get in there that they realise. And I spoke to Andy Lee about that, funnily enough, and he said, from the outside, I looked at Billy Joe and I just thought, it's just a, a textbook southpaw. He said, and when I got in there, I realised how clever he is. And uh, I think that was that was what happened there. And I think, like I said, there's a lot of frustration
1: with Deontay Wilder, so it's an interesting one. He did a recent interview with Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith on a first take ESPN, and he said that you and Tyson do not categorically want that rematch, you'll never take that rematch, because... Uh, he he basically put Tyson asleep and made him unconscious, even though Tyson got up from that, Um, what do you again make of them comments?
0: ESPN made an offer for him to come over to ESPN look, if we went over there and said and said um, realistically, if we're just talking realistic let's not talk silly bollocks if we're talking realistic, we went over there, we took the risk, went to his backyard, fought him and beat him, realistically yeah, let's not talk nonsense so for us to go, okay, we beat you. You want to earn that respect back. You come to us. That's only fair. We beat you. You come to us next. We already come to you, fought on your platform, where you wanted to fight, and now you come to us if, if you want that rematch. But he doesn't want to do that. You know, he didn't want to come to the UK. Doesn't want to come to our platform. Doesn't want to come to our network. And you know, if he wants to fight, the fight's there. There's no. Uh, who else in the heavyweight division has gone to two? elite level backyards and done what Tyson's done nobody and nobody can deny that and nobody can change those facts because those
1: are facts how do you think Joshua will get on against Ruiz I think it's actually a really decent fight arguably better than the Miller fight to be honest um,
0: well, I don't know it's, it's an interesting one I think that, that you know fair play they've tried to do their best to get a uh, uh, last minute Um, opponent, so fair play to him there I just think, again, stylistically I think Andy Ruiz lies on sorry, relies on catching and countering, you know, he's not really known to to use his feet to get in and out of distance quickly, he's got fast hands but, um, you know, I think against against somebody when there's such different physical physicalities you know, Joshua's much bigger and much stronger than Andy Ruiz Um, it's a tough tactic to try and implement Um, but it'll be an interesting one not to say that he can't have success but I just think it'll be tough for him to have success you know trying to catch Joshua's shots and fire back in when you boxed Povetkin Povetkin was you know using head movement sitting underneath the shots and firing back you can't really rely on taking big shots on on the gloves and on the arms to fire back especially with the size difference
1: in terms of Joshua, we know he's got a Sky contract. He has to fight on Sky, but he doesn't have to fight the zone. He's linked with them, obviously, but he hasn't got a set contract. Do you think Joshua Fury could land up on ESPN? Is that realistic? Realistic?
0: Of course it's realistic. You know, they're a, a massive network. Um, probably the biggest out of out of all three of them. And
1: Teddy said he need a lot of Joshua to
0: box on other Yeah, and I'm sure Sky and BT will be able to do something together. Um... But look, it's, it's if they, they, they want to make that fight. Um, like I said, Tyson's the only one that's shown he's not, he's not worried about taking a big fight. He to the two elite-level fighters, uh, two heavyweight champions, backyards. Nobody else has done that. Um, so it's an interesting one.
1: All right, Ben Davidson, appreciate your time. Best of luck with Billy Joe this Saturday night, and then safe travels to the States. I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL
0: TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social
1: Podcast Network.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: (sighs) Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.